everybody doing let's wait till people start signing up and yeah welcome to cataloging cocktails everyone we'll, we'll kind of let everyone get settled in for a minute so remember this is a reminder i'll oh, go ahead Juan. no go ahead you go you do the reminder <laughs> oh no worries yeah i was just gonna say as a reminder uh for cataloging cocktails we do have this as like an open forum kind of style environment so uh, if you're cool with your video being on, we are going to record this, so uh, feel free to do that and, and kind of chime in with questions along the way. But uh, otherwise, you know, we're, we're planning to uh, um, have sort of a happy hour afterwards for sort of 30 minutes uh, following the 30 minutes. So please hang out uh, longer and we'll chat. Um, and uh, if you, if you want to be shown, feel free to turn your video on. But if you want to stay private during the, the first part, please uh, turn it off and mute yourself. Yeah, we'll be muting and then... Uh... Yeah, after like the first 30 minutes, we'll, uh, we'll stop recording and then we can have a honest conversation and nobody recording anything. But yeah, let's keep admitting people who are starting to show up little by little. All right, well, how are you doing, Tim? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, you know? I think, uh, um, you know, we, we really appreciate everyone being uh, very uh, supportive of us uh, skipping cataloging cocktails last week you know i think we really uh you know juan and i and, and the rest of the folks at data.world were thinking you know we we really want to show our, our solidarity and, and support for for black lives matter and that it wasn't really a time for for cocktails it was a time for reflection and for support and so appreciate y'all skipping a week with us and, and and joining us in that support yeah no that, that, that i think that was a that was the right thing to do and uh, and i think but going forward i think uh, an opportunity here for us is to actually keep that honest conversation about data. I mean, data is something that affects all of us and how we and, and how we're going to be uh, managing it. it I mean, data impacts everything we do, current, even the current situations, current events. So it's important for us to, to, to have this honest conversation about, about data. So uh, that's why I think it's, it, I enjoy this and I'm glad, I'm glad we're having this conversation. So, um, what are you drinking, Tim? <laughs> That's a great question, Juan. I am actually drinking um, a uh, whiskey here that you gave me. This uh, this Jefferson's. That's a nice uh, it's one. It's actually right? been quite good. Yeah, it's been good. I've been really enjoying it. It's got a really good sort of um, warm kind of uh, oaky kind of taste to it, and it, it's got a lot of uh, a lot of sweetness as well. And so I like it. I appreciate it. Yeah, this was actually. Uh, um, you know, we, we uh, recently um, uh, inked a partnership with, uh, with Manta, and actually, uh, I think we have a couple folks from Manta actually joining us on this call, so I really appreciate y'all joining us, uh, and, uh, and we wanted to celebrate, uh, you know, getting into an, an awesome partnership with uh, Data Catalog and Data Lineage, so that's how this whiskey came to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a hot day. I mean, yesterday was so hot here in Austin. Uh, today, it's uh, got a little bit milder, but I'm enjoying I just wanted a beer, so... A good old American pale ale. I love the real what real ale does. So cheers, man. All right, cheers, everybody. Yeah, uh, and cheers. don't forget on, on the chat if you want to go and share uh, where you guys are coming from and and what are you drinking and and I think uh, our, our our topic today that we were discussing was um, data teams. What are the what are where are what uh, what is a who are the data people? Right, we talk about data people, data teams, and and in the past like the last couple of episodes we've been talking about like don't boil the ocean, 
crawl, walk, and run. Um, and then we had last time with, with, with Brian, we we're talking about a lot of the, the stories from the trenches and data integration. So I think after we data, one of the things we realized is that data is not just about technology, not about the tools that we use, that there's actually human beings involved. And I think sometimes we forget about that conversation about who are the people involved with data. Um, the way I like to think about the world right now is that I see them as two sides, right? You have producers of data and you have consumers of data. And that's kind of how we see kind of the, 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 the users of data come out. What, what do you, how, how do you see it, Tim? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, you hear a lot of times people use phrases like data is the new oil and things like that. And while I, you know, sometimes I disagree with some of the sort of the ways that we apply some of these analogies, it is true that there's sort of a supply side and a demand side to uh, to data in different organizations, right? Whether you're looking at an enterprise or you're looking at, you know, academia or the broader sort of open community and things like that. And uh, uh, and there are people who are more involved in sort of the, the creation of the data assets and cleaning the data and processing the data. And then more of the people who are taking those assets and working with them and trying to create insights and, and trying to drive the sort of business decisions based on it. So definitely sort of like, I, I like the idea of sort of producers and consumers as sort of broader ways to talk about these personas than, uh, you know, so then sometimes, you know, we, we, there's a lot of data roles, right? There's like, there's stewards and architects and integration engineers and data scientists. And like, there's, there's so many different roles that, uh, you know, sometimes it helps to try to bucket people a little bit more into like, which side of this equation are you on? Yeah. So, and then, so then if you bucket, if we bucket them on two sides, these producers of data, which I think producers, I would consider like folks who are data engineers, are, are, are data architects, are even data stewards, right? They're, they're the ones who either are in the process of producing data or maintain the data that's being produced, right? They're the ones who will create ETL pipelines. They're the ones who, who, who are documenting what's in this data, um, who are the ones who are creating the new systems and architecting how these new warehouses are coming together. But then you also have the data consumers are the ones that I, I mean, the titles are going to be the, the, the data scientists or the data analysts, they're, they're the, your BI developer. Uh, they're people who say, just give me, I want the data and I'm going to go do something with the data and, and turn that data into insights and yada, yada, yada. So I think those are the, those are, those are the two blocks, kind of the two bu buckets that we see. And then each one, they have particular needs and they also have particular pain points. And I think, when we start talking about just old oh, problems with data, we just start adding like generically talking about problems, but they're different for each type of bucket. Um, and I think that's worthy to kind of really understand uh, where the, what are the particular pain points. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I, I think that it, it, it's interesting how, you know, it's a little bit of a marketplace problem, right? Where you've got sort of data producers have their own set of problems, like maybe like, for example, um, they're trying to just get visibility into the data that they have. Like, I, I, you know, I can't manage what I can't see. I need to, I need to see all the things and, and I need to kind of wrap my hands around it. Versus, um, you know, a data consumer might approach that same question of visibility in a different way, which is like, I want to be able to search for data. I want to be able to, you know, have, a, you know, it's interesting how, uh, Sometimes the questions might sound similar for these two different groups, but the user experience that they're looking for is a lot different. Like, I, I don't know if that has a lot to do with maybe the technical aptitude and things like that. Like, do producers tend to be more technical? Are consumers, you know, less technical? I mean, that's not always true, right? Because you've got your data scientists and data engineers and things like that, right? 
So that's a good point. So, you, so even if you're producing your consumer, kind of a, gener a, a general problem is I want to go find data and I don't even know what data I have. So it's kind of like a, like a visibility problem. You think about it, but they're, they're still a little bit different, right? So the, the, the producers of data are like my data lake has turned into a data swamp, right? I don't know. I, I have tens or hundreds of different databases. We don't even know what's out there. We don't even know where are the tables and columns. I want to know where we store phone numbers, right? Just right. I want to know where is PII type of data. Like that's, that's kind of a problem where a producer of data needs to go manage and, and a steward will be involved in there too. But then you also have like a consumer of data. They're like, wait, I need, I need, I need the latest sales data from the Northwest region because yeah, I'm going to, I'm focusing on that area. So I need to go find something very specific to help me go kind of solve a business problem. So they're still trying to kind of solve that. They need to go have visibility of data, but it's one is more for a business use case and the one is more from kind of a, a technical use case. And, and I, I mean, I, I, I've always talked to people and they said, well, how do you find your data? And, and the consumers are like, well, I got to go send emails to people. And then the, and those emails are being sent to the producers of data. And they're like, they get these long chain of emails. And suddenly you're like through threads of threads of emails. And then somebody who, who got onto the email now realizes that they're the person who actually knows about it, but they have to go dive into this large email thread. Like those are the types of problems that I've seen uh, that I've heard about. What, what have you, and it, what else would you add? No, I, I agree with that. I mean, in general, I, I tend to bucket a lot of what I think in, of in terms of pains for, for, you know, that specifically like the catalog space is trying to help with is like, find, understand, trust, use, you know, let's just use those four terms to start with, right. And so visibility obviously kind of falls into that, like find category, right, you got to you, you want to be able to find the data, uh, you know, things like I got to email people to find the data. That's like one thing, but then, but then it also starts to get into like this access question too, because then, then if somebody is like, Oh, well, what if you want to access the data? Okay. Now I got to email someone too. Right. So like, it, it, it's kind of interesting how workflow, this concept of workflow sort of kind of extends across multiple parts of, of sort of the, yeah. the different levels and areas of pain. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just looking here at the chat, a couple of hello. So, Hey folks from Mexico, Salud, salud, salud para los mexicanos. Mi esposa es mexicana, entonces. And Teresa says, hello. Uh, I'm glad you're joining us, Teresa. Yes, we're talking about uh, data, the, the data teams. And I think we want, we're kind of going down the idea of there's the buckets of data producers and data consumers. And we're kind of talking about the pain points around that. And Ernie, he's asking about if we think there's a middle ground for the professionals who actually munge their data and use ETL tools. Uh, my quick answer is yes. And I'm going to bring that up in a second. I, I have a very particular point of view here uh, and I'm actually going to push this on and see what you, you all think. So let's hold that one for, for a bit, Ernie. Um, but like, so going on to the thing about finding the data, now let's assume you find data, right? Now I think kind of the next level is, okay, what is the data that I got? Do I understand what it is? And this is another part that you see that, that, that you, that shows up in both of these buckets, right? Uh, the, the producers of data, let's say the steward, right? They want to go document their data tradition. I mean, people will document their data in freaking spreadsheets sometimes. Right. And then these spreadsheets get shared around and stuff like that, or, or they'll use, I don't know, confluence to create wikis to be able to create business glossaries around this. Uh, that's one thing that I go see. And then, yeah, the consumers of data, like, I don't even know what this stuff means. 
even though, and then and then they don't even know that these spreadsheets that does this that provides this data dictionary whatever even exist and they don't even know if it's up to date or not if that's the right thing um i mean those are the types of pains that i see around consumers when it kind of to, when it comes to like understanding what that data means yeah well and, and you start to find that people are you know they'll take their small area their discipline area and they'll try to create some order just in their area right so you start to see like exactly like you're saying like people are going to start using their wiki or a spreadsheet or something like that to try to create a, a sort of a, a poor man's data dictionary or glossary or something like that around the data they have to deal with um you know i'm sure people are probably bookmarking you know, queries uh, from their, uh, you know, if you're using Snowflake or something like that, I know even sometimes I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I, I commit this crime where I'm just like, oh, you know, it creates a permalink for every one of these queries here. I'll just, I'll bookmark all of these, right? And I'll just keep track of them in my, in my Google Chrome or something like that, where, you know, all of this happens, everybody's doing this. And so nobody's really benefiting from that knowledge that's getting accumulated. And so, you know, it, it, it's interesting to see that, you know, in our own customers that we talk to, sometimes it's more data producer driven. Sometimes it's more data consumer driven, right? In terms of them trying to, them trying to figure out how to address these, some of these problems, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, what? I think that that's the other aspect that we see is when you're, when you're going into conversations because you want to get a data catalog and, and you like, who do you bring to the, to the table to have these discussions? Again, within the two buckets of, of, of folks, there's usually a lot of the data producers are involved in these discussions, but in reality, we forget that there is a, there's these two buckets and then the consumers are not part of the discussions when frankly, the consumers are your business users. They're the ones who can really drive the focus of what is needed. They can drive what success looks like. And, and then you have, we have this mismatch of communication between the consumers and the producers of data. And then the producers start making these requirements that they want, because I mean, frankly, they will have reasons for it, but maybe those aren't the top reasons because the the consumers of data, the business folks will have more pressing reasons, which are frankly connected to the business problems they want to go solve. So this miscommunication that we, that occurs is, is, is a big, is a big pain. And, and it happens all the time when you're going off and trying to, to, to look for the next tool you want to go by to help you get, become a data driven organization. You got to get the right data people involved. And I think we're really forgetting about that. Yeah, well, and, and, and that's, that's so true. And I, I think data producers uh, issues that they face are a lot of times very different. And, and sometimes, you know, not to not to piss off the data producers on here. I'm sure there's some of them, some of you are on this call right now. Um, like, you know, uh, your pains are sometimes different, right? Like, for example, um, I'm going to poo poo on a feature that often gets asked for in the in the catalog space, which is like, we need machine learning tagging. Right. We need we need a automated, intelligent approach to tag all the things. Right. And, 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 and like, the reason is because right? I have all this data and I don't know what it is. I expect that machine learning is going to go help me figure out all my data they have. And yep. uh, you're, you're, and you want to you want to organize it. And, and by the way, we have some machine learning tagging functionality in data.world. Right. So we maybe we're adding to this problem. But uh, but then what happens is that, you know, you talk to the end consumers and you say, Hey, like uh, you, so you're the users of this catalog. You want to find data. You want to understand data. You want to access data. Um, how often are you using tags as the way that you find data? And 95% of them say we don't, right? We're just searching. We're just searching for keywords, right? 
or, or, or they start using willy-nilly any types of tags when those tags, those words are not connected to what the consumers of data are actually interested in. Or they start adding to the ambiguity of the problem, right? Well, I mean, again, what does an order mean? People start using an order for multiple things. You really need to have this conversation, understand what the consumers of data actually mean by it. And then that's how you know how you start connecting to, to that. So I think that, I mean, again, there's all this, this big mismatch be, uh, between the consumers and producers. There's that gap that we need to go bridge. And then, and then once you start kind of providing access to data, because that's the next thing, right? So you think about it, my whole kind of strategy of crawl, walk, and run, when you start kind of getting, okay, I got, I, I'm able to go find my data. I want to go query it. Now, again, this ends up being in these kind of two different buckets of like, you'll have the, the, the IT folks will say, wait, I'm at being asked for this data and I have to go do all these one-off ETLs or send emails, spread, send spreadsheets by emails all the time, right? This is, a, this is one is a waste of time. And second, you're not doing this in a principled, scalable and maintainable way, uh, approach that this stuff is gonna break. And, and, and you're gonna have a lot of issues. And then later on, you have those consumers of data who are like, well, I can't get my data because I gotta go wait for IT to go send it to me. And they gotta send me a spreadsheet or they haven't done that type of stuff, right? So again, when you, when, once you find the data, you wanna go access the data, but there's different pain points that the producers and consumers have. And we gotta figure out what is the best way of managing those two. Yeah, and how do you do that in a way that is consolidated and streamlined, right, and not, a really disjoint experience where you know you're 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 looking for data cool now i found my data and now and now i got to go to this other tool or i got to do this other thing to understand my data okay cool now i did that and now now i want access now i got to do this completely other thing like how do we prevent that from being a disjointed experience and make sure that you kind of are able to incorporate more things into 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 a single approach because in the end right everyone just wants to move faster right nobody Nobody wants to hit barriers. Nobody wants to slow down. Uh, people want to move faster, right? Agility is sort of the name of the game right now. So I think that there, we need to have a have a balance about like how how agile and 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 focused we want to be to go basically go fast versus like all right, we're going to be very heavy and we need to make sure that we're going to go have to deal with all this governance up front and that stuff. I think that there needs to be a balance. One. And one way to find that balance is to make sure that we're focusing on a particular business problem, on a use case that we can actually have a success criteria. And it's not just about, we need to go, like I'm, I need to have access to all my order data and all my finance data and all my shipping data. It's like, yes, but not really. You need is a very particular subset of that. Let's go focus on that and let's go understand how, what's the best way of getting access to that and understanding what is the governance that you put behind that, how we, so forth. So this is the thing that we really, I mean, I repeat this over and over again, we have to stop thinking that we can boil the ocean and thinking that we'll be able to automatically add these things. Because the other thing that I see, and I'm, I'm really cautious about these, uh, these uh, data preparation, data wrangling tools. Uh, they're fantastic, by the way. I mean, they, I mean, people are using it. They're, they made this amazing category about it. But one of the things we got to be careful about is that once you start putting all this power into consumers' hands, because that's the whole purpose, right? Let's self-service analytics. Um, everybody starts creating their own silo of quote-unquote clean data. So when you start curating your data, 
everybody does it differently and this is not shared. And then we open up a, deep, a bigger can of worms. So we've kind of started pushing things more on the consumer side and the consumers are using these tools, but I, I, I've seen a lot of can of worms being open right there. I gotta be very careful about this. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's not just about ownership or sort of, uh, you know, accountability around that data. It's also around, uh, it's also around lineage, you know, just to bring that term to play, right, is that, you know, you're like, where did this data come from? How did it get created this way, right? And man, data prep tools take that to uh, a new level of chaos, right? Because uh, things are just floating around in Google Drive or in, you know, whatever, like, if you, if you have more of a data lake environment, then you probably... You know, maybe you say that you've got like, oh, here's bronze, silver, and gold or something like that. But then you've got, you know, like, if you've ever looked at a real data lake environment, like, really what it is is like, okay, here's the gold, right? Here's the stuff that's curated. But then but then there's there's Juan's sandbox and Tim's sandbox and, you know, uh, Jenny has her sandbox. And, if, you know, it's it's just chaos in there, right? No, yeah, that, that, that's for sure. And then, and then the thing is that you want to be able to go – share your data, right? You did something with the data, right? And you want to have some sort of impact you want to, with the work that you're doing. So um, what's the best way of sharing my data? What do you do sometimes? Send you a spreadsheet of it. I mean, it, it starts, I mean, you're, there's no way of controlling how things are being shared or then the, 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 the data producers make a version of data and they made a one-off of it and they send a spreadsheet, they send it to a consumer of data, but then another consumer of data is asking for it. So they'll send another copy, but they probably ran the ETL a little bit later than it laid, than they sent it to the previous person, they get different versions. And then they say, okay, everybody's asking for this. So let's go create a staging database or, or a data warehouse. Let's go put things in there. And then everybody starts using that to add more stuff. And then you just, some stuff is what you would call gold and some stuff is, is bronze and, so we're really lacking a way of how to go share this data to be able to go make an impact about it. And then, and then people know where the, the, where the, where the bodies are buried, where the skeletons are. And that's when you get into like, Oh man, we can't let Alice retire. Or we can't let Bob retire. Right. Because they actually know where all this stuff and how this stuff works and stuff. And, and then Bob or Alice are those people who, who know how to work with the producers, know how to work with the consumers and they become that critical uh, that critical person, they become that, it's a bottleneck, which is a bad thing, but at the same time, they have all this knowledge, which is, mm -hmm. which is what you want to be able to kind of, I want to extract their knowledge out of their head and put it in a way that it's documented that other people can go use too. Yeah. How do we, how do we take the, the current situation and, and, and make it so that the people aren't the brittle aspect that's holding it together and making it so that, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if you let go of Bob or something like that, then all of a sudden, um, uh, everything falls apart, right? Like we, we have to get out of that scenario. And, uh, you know, that's an area where, where, you know, documentation, collaboration, and, you know, hopefully cataloging really comes in and, and makes a play, right? Yeah, no. So I think, I think that those are the, I mean, we discussed a lot of these issues that we see from producers and consumers of data. Uh, so um, kind of looking at here at the time, because at 4.3, want to open up for discussion. I know there's a bunch of questions that people have been asking. Let me go circle back with something that I think Ernie brought up, which is, I think, a way of being able to address these different kind of pain points. I mean, one thing is, yes, we want to be able to have the tools uh, and the processes to be able to kind of support these producers and consumers of data. Right. We think you want to have a data catalog. You want to be able to go help catalog. You want a catalog that is actually accessible for the producers of data and also the consumers of data. 
Um, and you want to be able to have processes involved, right? That's why I'm always saying, like, let's make sure we focus on the business problem and we're not going to boil the ocean. That's part of the process. But who are actually the people, right? We talk about the producers and the consumers. I think that there is another role here. And it is that person in the middle. And, it's, and I agree, it's what, what Ernie was saying. It's that middle ground of professionals who munge the data. Uh, for a lack of a better word, who people who actually kind of implement or write the code to do the ETL. Um, I personally call this uh, the knowledge scientist. Uh, and, and let's forget about the knowledge scientist. I'm, I've, I'm kind of been using this term knowledge scientist to kind of be referred to like we have a data scientist, but the knowledge scientist is the person in the middle who, from a technical perspective, they know and they can work with the business folks. They can work with those consumers of data to figure out what do you mean by these questions that you're asking, right? They can ask the hard questions and, and manage a room. They can go uh, uh, draw on the whiteboard, the, con the, the conceptual model that you're thinking about, and then take that know-how that, that, that they've learned by talking to the consumers of data and say, okay, where is this in the data? Now let's go talk to the producers of data. Okay, hey, uh, the data engineer, let's go see where this data is and, and figure out, well, this can come from different places. Like people didn't realize this and they could start putting these two things together um, and have these conversations back and forth and, and be able to go create these, these, these mappings and these munging uh, and, and, and be able to quote unquote clean the data. Uh, but it's not just, not just kind of cleaning the data of, oh, there's extra zeros or spaces or whatever. No, it's like understanding you have this concept that you're talking about in the business side. What does this actually mean? And how do you ground this in the, in the raw data? So that's how I, I see this role coming up called a knowledge scientist. Um, that's what I've been pitching a lot lately. Uh, what, what do you think about this? Because you've, you've had a, I mean, Tim, in your career, you've been around this big data space. I remember I met you a long time ago, back in the info chips era. Like you've been around this stuff for so long. What do you think about that? You know, I I really love this concept, and I feel like we've been searching for this concept for a long time. And I, I've always thought that you know this concept of a data steward, it gets to part of it, right? It because you know you look at a data steward, especially a technical data steward, because they're they, they understand the business context and they understand how you'd use the data, but then they also understand how it kind of got there. So they have this unique marriage of sort of the technical know-how and the business know-how, and they sort of sit at that middle line. Maybe they're the one doing the ETL and the munging of the data, but maybe they're not, right? But either way, they're still at that, they're at that median point. They're an interface person, right? And interface people and companies are so critical, right? They're the ones that allow communication and acceleration to happen. And I actually like, you know, we've, we've talked in the past a little bit about this, and I actually really like the term data product manager as well to sort of fit in the sort of same mold as the knowledge scientist. Maybe they're the same person, maybe they're a little bit nuanced, uh, and maybe call me biased because I'm a product person, and therefore I would be attracted to product manager as a title. That probably has nothing to do with it, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but... Um, but you know this this idea because the product manager has to understand the technology, the product manager has to understand business implications, um, and I think increasingly we want to move to a world where it's not the data engineer's responsibility to be pestered all day long to be like, why is this table this way? Why is this column this way? Uh, you know, hey, this join was working last week. Why is that join not working this week? And like they're not support people, right? And so like, I feel like as organizations, we're trying to figure out how to get more sustainable. We're trying to speed things up, but some of, sometimes with these new roles that we're introducing, it doesn't feel like we're speeding things up, right? So there's, there's an interesting conundrum that we have here. And 
and you know maybe the a data product manager helps maybe the knowledge scientist helps and you know especially as we think about graph and abstraction and and things like that you know there's there's a role to play there too in trying to think about our data less like a bunch of molecules and more like a what's how do these things combine together more for for knowledge and for use cases and things like that right yeah so so I, this whole data product manager i think it's 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 essentially the, the, if we do an analogy with like software engineering, right, I brought this up before, it's like, we, we have well-defined roles, tools, and methodologies for software engineering, right? You, you got your engineers, right? You got your, your people who are doing testing, right? Folks, your role who, who, who are in the middle between the, 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 the business and, and the actual engineering that's going on. Uh, we know uh, we, have, we have agile methodologies, we use Scrum, we, got, we have our tools, we have Kanbans, and we do CI, we use GitHub and all that stuff. Like that's really well defined for the software world. Where is this for the data world? And I think we really need to think about data as, as, as almost like a software artifact, right? It's something that we need to maintain. It's something that we need to have clear kind of organization around it. And I think that we should have this type of role. We'll call it the data product manager. Uh, I think this, we have to go figure it out. As an industry, we'll go figure this out. I just put a link there in the chat about what is a knowledge scientist. Uh, this is something that I've been really kind of pushing and, and collaborating with, with several other colleagues, um, thinking about also like curriculums, what they mean. And, and we actually have like a little uh, questionnaire, like 10 things. If you do any of these 10 things, we believe that this is actually knowledge science work, right? Like, our, our, do you lead conversations with this business stakeholders? Uh, you debate what a customer means. Do you draw whiteboard sketches of your models? Do you maintain a data catalog? Do you feel responsible for your team's data and so forth? So I, I love people to go take a look and see what you think about that. Uh, so hopefully that kind of goes back to what the question that Ernie was asking about if there's this other role. And I, I do believe that there's another role right there. And I, if I think about it like 10 years ago, whatever, where, or even more 15 years ago, where people talk about the data scientists? No, but it became a big thing. And I think now if we think about what's gonna be the, the next thing in data for the, in the next 10 years, I'm betting this knowledge scientist being in the middle is something really important. Yeah, 100% um, agreed. And, 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 if, and if these sort of data product managers and these knowledge scientists become really critical and the art of what they're doing is sort of, you know, the the, the agile software development version of whatever this is in the data world, right? Then, you know, may, maybe we can start to finally, we can finally make some progress from sort of the previous world, which, you know, maybe, maybe we're still living in sort of a data waterfall kind of world right now, and we can start to move and make progress into more of a data agile type world. Yeah.